Welcome to the Sacred Ancestry Podcast, a show about discovering the true human potential. Let's dive deep into physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. I'm your host, Thomas Worm. Who are you not being, and what are you not doing in life? Discover the person you know you could be at mountainmindtricks.com. What if you become the person you know you could be? What would happen if you only had positive thoughts and feelings about your future? What would happen if you didn't have negative emotions or limiting beliefs? Mountain Mind Tricks is specialized in eight-hour sessions that release anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, and anxiety forever. Get 30 years of therapy in eight hours. All you have to do is go to mountainmindtricks.com, click the discovery session button, schedule a time, and fill out the form. Go to mountainmindtricks.com. I discovered this new technology recently. Check out mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection. Essential Vibes has this resonant frequency wristband, which stops EMFs from stressing your body. Because that stress is removed, people are seeing dramatic improvements in pain management, strength, mental clarity, memory, sleep, and a bunch of other things. Go to mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection and check it out. You know, the first time I saw this, I totally thought it was a scam. You know, but then I put it on, I was able to test my strength and balance and see that it improved significantly. Even my sleep has changed. I was so impressed with this, I had to add this to my business. So go to mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection. Welcome to the show, and I'm so excited for my guest today. His name is David Camacho, uh, wildland firefighter and entrepreneur that's, you know, started at 10 and 18, and you've probably seen him all over Instagram. And when I saw his stickers, I just, I had to reach out and get him on the show because it's so amazing. So David, can you introduce yourself and, and kind of tell us about, you know, where you were and, and what you're doing now? Hey, thanks. Thanks, Thomas. I appreciate it. Um, I don't, I don't take that very lightly. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah. So my name is David Camacho. I am a wildland firefighter here in the state of Alaska. I'm also a structural and water rescue, uh, personnel here in our local area. And then I'm, and additionally, I'm the owner of 10 and 18, the, um, it's a relatively new business and I'm really excited. We have a lot, we have a big vision of what we want to do and where we want to go, but we're starting pretty small and, and so far it's going pretty well and had a couple bumps, but we're, we're plugging along. Um, 10 and 18 is, is, is in, in short term, in a short little spiel here is it's, we want to think about our, our brand is that it's more than a brand. It's, it's about people. And we have two simple goals really with 10 and 18 is one is to create merchandise that's quality and that, that people can relate to people can have conversation over, whether that be a sticker or a sweater or, or a coffee or, or something, that's what we kind of want to start. So just start the conversation um, with people and people out of fire as well. And then the second goal that we have is personal and or career growth. And what I like to tell people is that firefighting isn't necessarily about fire, but it's about people. And we use firefighting as a, as a tool to help people grow and help them be a better version of themselves. So that's really our, our second goal and, and how we want to stand out from just being a, a sticker company or a sweater company. But we want to put our emphasis on growing people and helping people achieve um, their uh, 
helping people achieve to be a better version of themselves. And, and by maybe little steps or maybe by big steps, we have, we not too quite sure how we're going to do it yet, but we're going to start off small and see where it goes. Oh, I love it, man. Yeah. The mission, the vision is, is amazing. And, and, you know, it's, it's so aligned with what mountain mind tricks, my company is doing with, you know, the mental health and everything uh, that I help wildland firefighters with. So that's why I feel like I had to reach out was just like, man, I got to talk to David. This is amazing. I love it. And so what was, what was the inspiration for, uh, for this entrepreneurship and starting the business? Well, it, it kind of goes back to, I guess I should start from the beginning. Since I can remember, I've always been an entrepreneur. I remember, you know, selling origamis, little paper fold things to my friends in grade school. I remember arguing with my mom at one point because I wanted to sell Coke and um, water bottles at the local park. And she didn't think that was a good idea. And, 10 year old boy didn't understand why it wasn't a good idea. Um, so I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, I, so I always knew that and I always wanted to help people. And then I accidentally got into fire in 2015. I didn't want to be a firefighter. I wanted to be a medic. And um, the department that I was in at the time said, Hey, like if you join our department, we'll pay for your training and you can be a firefighter as well with us. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's, that's cool. I never really saw myself as a firefighter, but it just kind of happened. And so I joined in 2015, the wildland side, and that happened to be Alaska's second busiest fire season, which 2004 was the big one. And so I got a lot of, got a lot of exposure to wildland in, in, a, in my, for my first year. And it was also unique because the state of Alaska runs a unique program. And from the very beginning, I was a single resource, which a lot of people don't become single resource. And basically what that means is um, I was tasked with a lot of responsibility when I was pretty young, I was barely 21 and it was my first year in fire. So I got bumped around. I got sent from one town to another city because people were shorthanded that year. It was very busy. I went from being working on an engine to working on a hand crew to working back on an engine to being sent out by myself to do the little, little task. And obviously there, there was, there was some guidelines there and there was mentorship going along, but it, it really helped me with my career starting out a single resource versus starting off like on a crew where, you know, you work your way up and I, I worked my way up, but it was just a little bit different. And there was a lot of emphasis on, Hey, you're a single resource. Hey, you're a leader. Like this is more than just fire. So a lot of the OGs took me in and became my mentors and really invested in me and really saw potential in me and fire, but it just as a person and really took me under the wing. And really there's the, they're the ones that showed me that fire isn't about fire. It's about people. And they never really directly said that, but that's what's something that I took in. And, um, and that really helped me grow as a, as a person as well. You know, I was 21. I was pretty young. I didn't know anything. I didn't know where I wanted to go in life. I stumbled across fire by accident. And so they really helped me form the person that I was. And so I, went on this growth journey. And then, and then the following years, you know, 2016, 2017, I got more exposure to fire and more positions on leadership and, and really, um, working mainly as a single resource for the state of Alaska. And, um, so that's what kind of where it happened. And then as, as there was, as all these OGs left the, the area and retired, I was, you know, slowly working my way up the ladder and becoming middle management. And now we have this, a bunch of new folks and, and I'm really involved in training and really involved in, in rebranding, if you will, this new era of firefighters. And um, I'm really excited about it, but I'm also excited to pass on what I learn 
And not only that, but take it to the next level and, and talk to them about their life and talk to them that like, hey, you might be a firefighter, but you, you're a human first. And, and I see you as a humanist and, and I respect you for that. And uh, I'm going to be alongside and be a guy just like the, my mentors were guides to me. And and I, I really feel like that approach to fire, when you really focus on your people, that that's a, a more influential and more effective approach rather than coming at them with an iron fist and, you know, making people do push-ups because they're, you know, they're showing up to work late or, you know, they forgot their tool. And, and there's a time and a place to do push-ups and stuff, but, you know, really there's, there's more of a time to, to be a mentor and be one-on-one and side-by-side by people. So that's kind of how, I, where it kind of came to. And then I recently I uh, was a crew boss and I was in a crew boss role and I was trying to rebrand our type two crew and traditionally the type crew, type two crew that we throw together again are a bunch of new folks or a bunch of 18 year olds, 20 year olds, and, you know, never have worked in their life, basically where I was five years ago. And traditionally that crew was really just looked down upon and treated poorly. And those folks weren't really invested in. And I really got lucky from the very beginning that my mentors took me under their wing, uh, and really taught me versus my friends who never really got taught or mentored. So what I wanted to do and with a group of the new folks that came in to the, to the shop that I work at, we wanted to rebrand this. And so we wanted to invest in people and show them like, Hey, like you are valuable. You are a person. Like we care about you. We care about you coming back. We, what you say matters, what your, your needs matter. And so the, I th- the best way to do that and to bring cohesion and bring unity, I felt was to give them shirts and we were going to, Go to Mont. Uh, the year before we went to Montana, we went out of state, and the Type Two crew from the area that I'm from hadn't left the state in ten years. So just going down south for the fire for a couple of fires for a month was a huge deal. And so I got on that, but I was at the time I was the squad boss, and the following year I was the crew boss for the Type Two crew. And it's like, okay, the same. Most of these folks came back. How are we going to bring unity? And I felt the best way to do that is to get them shirts, just like a normal crew. You get a shirt, you you, you do your time you do your 80 or your critical hours and, and you earn that hat or you earn that shirt and you take pride in that. And I, and I did a year on the crew. I shout out to Gannett Glacier fire crew. I was with them for a year. And, um, those guys really taught me a lot too. And, and so we created a shirt. I paid it out of my own money. Uh, it was, it was a lot of money because we needed it like the next week. Cause we're flying out to a fire. It's like, Hey, I talked to the local guys and I told them what it was all about. And they were really cool. And uh, we paid a little bit extra, but it was well worth it. And we got them all shirts. And what I did was I didn't tell them I got shirts. And uh, I stuck them in. I, I split the shirts up into four QBs. And I took these guys. We have this butte. It's a, it's uh, it's probably three miles high. But it's gradually, it gets steeper and steeper. So I had these guys all lined out, all packed out. And no, actually, they weren't packed out. They were just lined out. And I had a QB. I'm like, hey, we're going to go on a PT hike, guys. Like, we're getting ready for the fire, you know psyching them up and what they didn't know was that the the cubies that they were carrying up this butte had shirts on the bottom of it and i made it so that the shirts were in a bag so they wouldn't get wet and um it took a while to climb up the butte and obviously these guys aren't full-time firefighters they're just kind of on call we have an eff program which is a is basically like the ad program they're on call basis and so these guys were hiking up this view. A lot of them, you know, never really pushed themselves before. And a lot of them never really were athletic at, at, in their lives. And so this was all new to them. And so I'm obviously watching them, kind of watching out for their health and making sure I'm not pushing them too far. 
Um, and then we get to the top and everyone's, you know, like, oh gosh, that's over. I'm like, well, not quite over. Be gentle with those QBs. And then I opened it up and I showed them they had shirts and they all cheered. And uh, that was a great day. And I made a little speech saying like, hey, like today's, this is a new day. We're From this point forward, the Matsu crew was born again. And that, um, you know, we are the crew, each and every one of us, whether you're the new guy or you've been here five years with us, like, it doesn't matter. Like you matter and you make up the crew and you decide where it's going. Like, and I told him, like, I might not be here, you know, in five years and two years, but you probably might, may or may not. And you can take these lessons that you learn with the rest of your lives. And it was really, it was really emotional and, and really, um, spiritual, if you will, because it was like we made a statement that, you know, from this point on, we're not going to treat people the way it used to be. And we're going to start this new culture of, of treating people with respect and with dignity and, and taking your people with you and following your people and pushing your people so they can be their own leaders and they can take that with them. So that's really where it started. And from then on, it was like, oh, it'd be cool if I can replicate this and redo this everywhere I go. And so that's kind of how it happened. And and little thing, little things kind of kind of got together and this idea came like, well, let's make more shirts and, and let's make more stickers. And then just one thing led to another. And I was like, well, let's call this, let's, let's make a company and let's call it something that means something. And that's where we came up with the word 10 and 18. It's like, that means something um, to us. And, you know, it's more than just, just a phrase or a thing that we do, but it means something and, and it's about life. And so that's why I feel like 10 and 18 really represents what we want to do and where we go. That's a, that's a beautiful story, man. And really, um, the way you're talking about like the human element in wildland fire, it's so, so important. And I think the old school, yeah, the old school way of doing things, like you said, was like iron fists, like really, you know, beat people on the ground with the PTs and everything. It's like, no, man, you got 20 people of human beings that want to follow you. And, and the harder you are sometimes the worse, the communication, the relationships, a lot of the human cohesive piece of it is, is almost lost in that environment sometimes. And there's a, you know, we all know fire, like there's, there's that time and place to be super directive and, and to give orders and when safety and everything's, you know, kind of everything's high and intense, like, yeah, for sure, please like tell me what to do, but it doesn't have to be like that all the time. And, and I love this approach, man. It's beautiful. And so so this company starts, you know, from this birth of this new crew. Like, I love this story. And, and like, what do you see for this company? Like, what do you envision for this? Well, we, we got a couple ideas where we want to go. We want to make sure that we, I personally tend to, to get ahead of myself a lot. And so I have a bunch of good mentors around my life that kind of poke holes in my ideas and like, kind of like, hey, like, let's rethink this, and which is good. And I need those more, those kind of people in the life who are honest and transparent with me. Um, so what we like to end up going is is possibly doing, um, possibly doing like leadership type of coaching, type of rebranding, um, being you know talking like like this, talking on podcasts. You were the first one to reach out, and shortly after there was a couple more that reached out to us, just talk about our story and where we want to go, and really focusing on that personal growth. And not, not necessarily just selling merchandise to sell merchandise. And with the merchandise too is like, you know, we're partnering with different people. We're trying to provide quality merchandise. Uh, we partnered up with uh, 30 Seconds Out, which is a military-based organization, but they provide a lot of um, merchandise for their type of 
uh, market. But we reached out to them like, hey, we really liked your stuff. We really liked your values and where you come from. And um, they provide some l very limited amount of stuff for us. And so we're going to try to to give that out and, and to make it available for folks. And, and, and we haven't said this yet publicly, but we're going to all 10% of those net proceeds are going to go to the Wildland Firefighter Foundation and to the USS Hotshots, the US Hotshots Association, and as well as our stickers. We're trying to find a, we're trying to outsource our stickers to, to a local company or to another company so that we can focus on our on, on other things of our business and, and have other people focus on the stickers and same thing. We're going to start doing 10% of our proceeds going to different foundations for a cause. And so when you buy a sticker, you know that, Hey, you're getting quality merchandise, but also you're, you're going to help with something, whether that be mental health, whether that be going back to, to, to the fallen for the families to the fallen, or you're going to help, you know, with scholarships programs, stuff like that. So that's kind of in the future. We're talking with a, a local roastery company, potentially offering coffee, quality coffee, so that people can sit down, have a conversation, or just enjoy a cup of coffee, you know, out in the woods or wherever they might be. So we're kind of looking to that. And right now that's and also shirts, obviously, and hats. We're kind of talking to a local screen printer to do that. And, and right now we're just kind of let that kind of settle and, and see where that goes before we start branching out more than that. But that's kind of where it's going for us. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful, Amanda. Really you know, have some merchandise that is being, you know, the proceeds being donated. And, you know, that's something I've been been waiting to do with my company as well. And I think it's coming very soon is to have those donations go to the the great organizations that we have in our community. And, and you know, I, I really hope the, uh, you know, I think there's some talk of the grassroots movement, you know, starting a, starting a, a donation as well. And I think that'd be really important for, for all of us, you know, and everything that they're working on. And uh, companies like ours, I think we're going to have a lot of social media impact of, you know, what is the grassroots movement? What is what is that going to do for all of us? Because it's important for, you know, mostly for the for the federal folks, but more it's, it's important for everybody, I think. And and uh, yeah, it's it's I love this, man. It's it's uh, it's beautiful to hear other firefighters have these ideas. And thank you so much for that, because it's uh it's, it's, it's amazing. And we're just trying to help the collective, you know, that's all, that's, that's all it's, it's all about is, is uh, really helping our brothers and sisters out there on the line. Right. Right. Absolutely. And it's not about like, Hey, I want to do this for me and my glory, but yeah, absolutely. It's about helping each other. It's about supporting other, other organizations. Like I, I, I really wanted to do certain things, but you know, I really felt like other organizations already have their 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 foot you know already into different things like well why don't i support them i yes on monday i had a, a good long conversation with the u.s hotshot um i want to say vice president um one of those guys on the board for the u.s hotshot association he was just telling me about the organization and what they do and what they plan on doing and how we can partner with them and yeah it's great like we're here to help we're here to give back and and kind of slowly change things and in a, in a good way and, and focus on that human element it, right. And what's what's kind of the big difference between the Wildland Firefighter Foundation and the U.S. Hotshot Association? From what I gathered and from our conversation is that they do certain things. They're, they're relatively a new organization. They've only been open for five years, he was saying, and they're pretty small right now. But they were involved with... Uh, the certain the fatalities that happened this year, they they contacted the families and gave support to those families and and, and as best they could. 
And then on top of that, they were like a, a liaison uh, for like hot shots. And so Vice did a Vice News did a did a little little video docu series on El Dorado hot shots. I'm not sure if you've seen that or not, but um, they were involved with that as far as like being the middleman and talking with them, giving them information so that what they said was more relatively accurate. Although it was a little bit different because he comes from a different shot crew. Um, he was able to like just give general information. So it's still relatively new and they're kind of more focused on the hot shots and, and um, specifically, but in fire as a whole too. And so I would say the wildland fire foundation is more generally everybody versus the U S hot shots are kind of focusing towards the hot shots specifically because you know that's their niche. The board members, most of them are former hot shots or currently hot shots. And so they kind of want to give back in that way. Essential oils will change your life. Send an email to mountainmindtricks at gmail.com to get your essential oils kit. Imagine if you could detox from the fire season with a drop of lemon in your water. What if you could relax those sore muscles from your huge workouts with a simple oil blend? Drop a line to mountainmindtricks at gmail.com and let's talk natural wellness. Essential oils can uplift your mood, affect you at the cellular level, and boost your immune system. So drop a line to mountainmindtricks at gmail.com and let's talk natural wellness. Yeah, absolutely. And and so in that short mini series, you know, when I watched that, I wish I could remember the old soup's name that that moved to PG&E, you know, yeah. in that movie. Yeah. Something he said was so powerful and I, and I think this is a good pivot is like is uh, you know, he said I don't think the the agencies have a grasp of what they put their people through. And when he said that, I was just like that hit me pretty hard cuz it was like, "Oh my gosh, it's like so true." I mean, people you know, in the, in the federal side at the, you know, at the upper levels of management, they just don't know what the ground is like anymore and what the kind of mental and emotional scars that we're dealing with. I mean, like, like, uh, there's a mental health crisis, right? I mean, for real, there's the suicide rates are, we don't even know how bad they are because there's no research and there's, uh, you know, we know anxiety, depression, even PTSD is pretty rampant, you know, and it's all, there's so much that we don't know about the mental health status of wildland firefighters. And that's, you know, that's my mission. That's where I'm going, but I'm, I'm curious to see like, you know, what your thoughts are on all that. No, I, I agree with you. I feel like there's definitely a lot of mental health that needs to be talked about. You know, I, for, you know, I made this sticker called don't suffer in silence with the concept of like, Hey, like reach out. And I was going to give proceeds to, to a mental fire wildland fire mental program, but there's nothing really out there. Like I was trying to Google stuff. And I was like, there's a lot of structural side stuff, but there's no support for the wildland side. So it's like, Oh man, like that's a problem. Um, I try to Google like information about depression and suicide rates and stuff. And again, there's a lot of stuff for the structural side, but there's not much going on for the wildland side. And I, I also ran into this issue back in 2016 I was on Gannett Glacier at the time. And when I, when I got done with, with the crew and I was done with the season, like we were go, 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 go that year down. We, once we left, so we worked till about July up here. And then we flew down to Idaho and we worked at Idaho and I believe Washington for the last stretch of time. And, and then it was over. It was just like that. It was over. And I didn't know how to cope with that. I didn't know how to, to come back to normal life as we call it and be a normal human again, because I was just so 
drilled and going, going, going. Like I didn't know how to be normal again, I guess, if you will, or I couldn't really relate to my friends anymore. And so I really fell into this weird depression and I was like, well, I can't be depressed. Like, like that's not me. And, you know, and so I was like, well, I try to Google stuff up and like, well, I, that kind of sounds like me. And I try to get help, but like, there wasn't really a lot of support for the wildland side. And I talked to a lot of my, my veteran buddies and there was a lot of support that I got from them and they have different good programs. I'm like, there's gotta be more to this. And so at that time I, I was actually in college trying to get a psychology degree because I was going to be like, well, I'm going to focus on mental health then. If there's no help for us, then I'm going to be the one that pioneers that. Uh, and then, but I felt like life kind of brought me back to this leadership role and more of a guide role through my job instead of leaving fire completely yet. And so, um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of mental health that we, we don't talk about. And um, last year or even, I uh, was go, 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 go. We had a really big, busy urban interface here in the local area where we live. Uh, we live in this, we live in this, the Matsu borough, which is the size of a Rhode Island. And there's about 10 of us techs, which are all single resource initial attack, but we work, we work as a module, but at the same time, we all know that we can be sent out individually. But in the area that we were working in, there was a lot of urban interface fires. And I had to pull out because I was going to paramedic school at the time. I'm like, Hey, I got to go. And I was, I was even having a hard time then, but thankfully, like I, I remembered my techniques and different things that I did and like, okay, it's like, it's going to be fine. Like I reached out to help. Like I didn't fall into that trap again. Like it was in 16, you know, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, heart racing, having dreams of, you know, being initial attack and being the IC of different fires, you know, reliving it all over again. And so it's like, man, like if this happens to me, I'm sure it happens to a lot of other folks. And, and yeah, we definitely need to speak up more and, and try to reach out and, make mental health awareness more aware for sure. Yeah, man. Thank, thank you so much for sharing that. And, and I really appreciate your story because, you know, every time we talk about this and every time we truly open up to, you know, everybody around us on the crews, on, you know, whoever we work with and really talk about it, we're, we're helping break that stigma of, you know, the tough guy. I don't have any emotions. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm so tough. That's not me. You know, I'll never cry. And it's just like, that's how that's how it spirals into. I mean, eventually, if we don't really deal with what's happening out there on the fire line, and and make peace with that, you know, it turns into PTSD. Eventually, it can it can turn into anxiety, depression, and and like my own personal journey. You know, I went through. Um, you know, my my engine captain passed away suddenly, and it just destroyed me. Like, I mean, I had no idea what was happening to me, but anxiety and depression and some really hardcore, uh, symptomology came up and it was just like, it drove me to like, well, I got to fix this. And, and I did the same thing. Like, well, where can I get help? And it was like, there's, there's nobody for the wildland firefighters. And that's why I was so like, when I got to the other side, it was so compelling of like, I have to do this. I have to create this company to, you know, now there's like, I had the tools, like real solutions, beyond therapy is what I, what I would like to say. It's, it's not better. It's not, it's just different. It's a different approach, alternative therapy that truly uh, helps people release all of that stuff that's, uh, that's built up from the fire. And it's, uh, I just love connecting with people like you and, and this mission that we both have, it's, it's amazing. I love it. And, and I can see both of our companies, you know, maybe uh, con contributing somehow together or yeah. collaborating in a way. And I think it'd be amazing. Yeah, for sure. And I remember 
we have we had an Instagram. We've created Instagram midsummer. We were only, we weren't really putting posts and stuff because we were busy. But once we started putting posts, I remember you following me, and when I saw your your little profile, I'm like, oh, this is what we need. Like, we need firefighter mental health. Um, so I was really stoked that you, I was following you and you were following me. It's like, oh, this is perfect. And then you reached shortly after you reached out to us. But yeah, we're, we're excited about what you got going on and how you're going to contribute back and, and just really being part of that bigger picture of a mental health and making that more aware to firefighters. Right. Yeah. It's so important. And, and so, you know, we talked about kind of your growth journey, where you were and where you're going and like, how can people join you in this mission? Like, how can they, how can they help you? Honestly, like I would say, first of all, I, I would ask people just to take some time to themselves and, and focus on themselves and be honest, take, you know, a couple seconds to sit down and just reflect on your life and, and seeing like where I am, where you're going. Um, seeing if, you know, seeing if you need to reach out to people, seeing if you need to, um, have some personal growth and and are you happy where you're going? Like being honest with yourself and, and, and that's, I keep saying honesty, but that's really a big thing is being true, being a hundred percent transparent, honest, like it, cause we know if we're honest or not with ourselves and if we're happy and if we're not, or if we're trying to hide or, or we're trying to run away from certain things. And I would say like, if, uh, to start off with that and to, to, to reach out, to get some help, to not necessarily like, oh my gosh, like my world's falling apart, but it could be just even like, okay, maybe today I'm going to focus on um, being transparent. And when somebody asks me if I want a coffee and I really want a coffee, but I say no, but I really want it, you know, I'm going to say, yeah, I'll, I'll take a coffee, you know, just something simple like that, you know, and that sounds really silly, but I found that the more we try to shut ourselves out and what we truly want and, and, you know, it's cognitive dissonance, then we, we slowly like become shut off to the world and, and, and we can't truly be ourselves. And that's, that's one step to being a a better version of ourselves is just being transparent, being honest with ourselves and what we really want and what we, what our needs are and stuff like that. So I think that, does that, that, that answer your question? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you're saying, like just starting one step of the journey of self or the um, self journey or, you know, kind of what you're talking about to me. And this is something um, that I've wrote about before is like internal leadership, like, like, you know, leading ourselves before we lead others on the fire line. It's so important. And, and just starting that one little step, you know, or micro habit of, of leading yourself every day. And I'm curious, is there you know, are you ever using like meditation or journaling? Is there anything that you use for your, your own personal growth like that? Yeah. So I do, I reflect, I do a lot of reflection on my life. I, I take some time in the mornings or sometimes in the evenings, mainly in the mornings. I just sit down, I reflect on myself. I have a journal, I write stuff down. I do a little, a, a grateful moment where I, I start listing things and naming things like what I'm grateful for. And at first it was a little weird, you know, when I started out, but then the more I started saying that, the more aware I became of, wow, like the many blessings in my life, the many open doors that were there. And so at one point I was very limited. I'm like, oh, I don't have this or I don't have that or these different opportunities. But then when I became this, I slowly and slowly became more aware. And and I start I started seeing like, wow, I'm truly am blessed. Or I truly am grateful for the little things. It's the little things that matter. And, and so that's what I do. I kind of um, do that in the mornings and then also just read different books different books out there or listen to different podcasts and stuff like that. 
Yeah, I love it. And, and the gratitude is, it really is. Gratitude is, is magical, if you will. I mean, there's so much power behind uh, gratitude and reflection. And, and personally, I'm, I'm big into meditation and journaling and journaling something like sometimes I resist it. Cause it's like, I don't want to say that out loud, but then I, but then when I actually write it out, it's like, Oh, I feel so much better and then it's, and then it's there. And it's like, well, what can I do about that? And that's so releasing and changing. And, uh, you know, to me, that's almost the first step, you know, like you're saying the first step to internal leadership is really like journaling or reflection or just being curious. Like you're saying about books and podcasts. I mm-hmm. love it, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, to me, I feel like that's way more important for someone to do that rather than just buying a sticker. I mean, yeah, cool. You can follow us. You can support us by buying our merchandise and just following us on Instagram. But again, you know, it's more than a brand. It's about people. So that's why I feel like that's more important to me um, for self-leadership, personal growth. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. So so how can people uh, get a hold of the company? How can they follow you? Like what? how can they get involved with all that? Yeah, so we have an Instagram. It's it's uh, at at sign ten and eighteen. You can just spell it out ten and eighteen. We have that Instagram. We are currently working on our Facebook. Uh, we're still kind of up and going. And then we have a website at www10 and eighteen dot com, where where we kind of direct all our traffic to, and um, they can make their orders and stuff online. And then obviously you can email us at ten and eighteen at gmail dot com, and we can get back to you or DM us on Instagram. Awesome. Perfect. And, and I'm curious, is there anything that I haven't asked you or that you want to talk about that um, maybe didn't, didn't uh, come out yet? Well, I actually have two questions for you. I hope I don't mean to put you on the spot. (laughs) Um, One question is what, who would be, who is somebody that is a great role model for you that you have that's in your life? And second question is what book, have you read in the last year or last couple of years that really like spoke to you and like, Oh wow, that's a good book. Oh, wow. What an amazing <laughs> question. So, so for me, I would say, um, Oh, somebody I actually role model a lot is, uh, Aubrey Marcus. He's the owner of, uh, on it supplement company. He's also, he, he kind of spun off a Joe Rogan podcast, right. And, and he started okay. on it with Joe Rogan. Um, and he's, he's a role model for me, but I think another one is, is Dr. Matt and he's, uh, my teacher and the one that's trained me in, in the mental emotional release and NLP and all that. And, and he's just kind of a shining light in the mental health world. And, and, uh, I really, I really do model Dr. Matt as much as I can. And, and I think, you know, books wise, like I'll say one book that completely changed my life was uh, Siddhartha by Herman Hess. And the first time I read that was, you know, probably back in high school. And I go back and read it every like three or four years. And it's every time I read it, it's just like, oh my gosh, this book is so good um, <laughs> yeah. every time. And and I think, uh, you know, there's, I, I'm kind of, uh, lately I've been one of those people that like, read i'm reading the two or three books right now mm-hmm. yeah, um, same but i i think one <laughs> of them that's really good that's really powerful is the obstacle is the way that book is is amazing and it's all about um you know really you know changing the way you think about something in your perspective and changing that obstacle into an opportunity wow that's that's where it's at for sure Ch- yeah. changing that obstacle into an opportunity absolutely it's yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and all that stuff. Yeah. Love it, man. What great questions. Any, anything else you want to touch on? Ooh, I guess for your, your listeners who aren't, aren't wildland firefighters, I guess I can give them a, a quick history lesson of what our 10 and 18 mean to us and where it came from. Oh, that's cool with you. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah. So 10 and 18, it began back in the fifties, late fifties, the chief of the forest service at the time, uh, put together a task force that, that they, he put together a task force that wanted to investigate fatality fires over 20 years. And they wanted to bring those numbers down. They wanted to investigate like, Hey, why does this keep happening? And so they took, you know, some time and investigated these 20 years and these fatalities that happened in them. And they find these common factors. And so once they kind of got these factors, they came up with these orders of things like 10 rules um, not to break. And so that's where our 10 standing orders came from and, and modeled the um, standing orders in the military. And so that's where we came over 10 and then shortly after the 18 followed. And, and so the 10 and 18, basically it's, it's our guidelines and how we engage in firefighting. The first 10 are orders or, or basically rules that we, uh, we kind of look at and be like, Hey, are, are these things in place? Or is one of these broken? And just to keep our safety. And then the 18 are more like, more like guidelines like you can break them but if you if you kind of break them like hey watch out like that's why they're called watch outs it's like put things in place make sure that your people are safe and so that's so we have these on our, on our rpg basically a little pocket guide so we can pull out and look at them and that's and that's what their 10 and 18 mean to us and i like that concept because it's about people and it's about you know keeping us safe and and we 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 want to take that to the next level and be like, okay, maybe it's not 10 and 18, but what are the guidelines and rules that you're following? Or, you know, what are the things that are, that you are surrounding yourself with in life that is kind of giving you the direction to, to lead to, you know, your better self or to be a better you, to be a better father, to be a better mother, mother. And, you know, firefighting is what we do, but not necessarily who we are and we're human first. And, and so just taking that to that next level and, and leading ourselves, like you were saying, not only in our fire, um, whether we be the new guy or we're, you know, we're a seasoned firefighter or we're leading ourselves and our families and our relationships at our work at our schools and stuff like that. Oh, that's so powerful, man. Thank you so much for, for going into detail on that. I love it. And, and it's, yeah, it's so important to look at what are we, what do we value in life? What's important? What's actually guiding us in our actions. And, and that, that reflection alone, I think will help whoever is listening really go a little bit deeper and, and look at your, your best version of yourself and how you get there. And yeah. And the values and what you believe in, in what you think and feel is really how you lead yourself. And it's all going to come out externally and how you're leading others. And, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. What a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the show and, yeah, and, and sharing your wisdom and sharing your company with us. And, and, uh, it's just so important to just keep breaking the stigma about all the mental health and, and uh, help more wildland firefighters become the best versions of themselves, not just on the line, but you know, in life. Right. Yeah. So important. Yeah, man. I appreciate you reaching out and inviting me over. I, I really, I really appreciate that a lot. Absolutely. And, and thank you for everybody listening. You can find me at Thomas M. Worm on Facebook and mountainmindtricks.com and uh, mountainmindtricks on Instagram. And, you know, hopefully you just go a little bit deeper and you go out there and find your sacred ancestry because whatever you are, you're so much more than that. I promise.